0: Hey everybody, welcome to Fight Talk. This is Steven Jensen. Today's episode is going to be the long-awaited continuation of the podcast that I put out a couple weeks ago that included my top 20 list from three years ago of who I thought was going to be the top 20 WWE prospects who had not won the WWE championship up to that point. So I recorded that list back on June 7th of 2014. Today it is June 7th of 2017 and I'm gonna tell you what I think about that list I was just speaking of and I've got a brand new list. That's right, they just made the list. I have the brand new top 20 WWE prospects who have not won the WWE or Universal Championship. We're gonna go from number 20 all the way down to number one here on this episode of Fight Talk. But before we get started, Make sure to check out Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. Brian Jensen is USA Boxing and NSAM certified trainer out of Delgado Boxing in Sandy Springs, Georgia. That's in the Atlanta, Georgia area, guys. Make sure to give him a call at 404-316-4516 or email him directly at brian at net. That is spelled B-R-Y-A-N at net. If you want to learn how to throw hands, want to learn how to get You know, just some self-defense, learn how to get in better shape. Uh, You want to polish up some existing skills. You know, maybe maybe you're an amateur or you're a pro boxer. I mean, if you're out there and you want some new eyes on what you're doing, just a new set of eyes never hurts, guys. Didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Hit up Brian Jensen. He's a great person to get some advice from. He can also be followed on Instagram at bmjmma. That's spelled B-M-J-M-M-A. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Also, make sure to check out Heroes and Legends who are celebrating 15 years in business. They were established in 2002 as a pro wrestling, collectible and memorabilia company. They specialize in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. They can be followed on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HL Pro Wrestling. And make sure to catch them live in person on the following shows at the following dates. We got the Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee on June the 23rd through the 25th. Freedom Pro Wrestling in Nashville, Tennessee on July the 1st and August the 19th. I will be there live in the Nashville Fairgrounds here in Nashville, Tennessee, at Freedom Pro Wrestling on both of those dates, July the 1st and August the 19th. So say hey to me and the guys at Heroes and Legends while you're out there at that show. I'll be announcing some more dates very shortly, but for now, make sure to mark down your calendars. November the 25th, WrestleCade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Heroes and Legends is bringing along with them Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn, gigantic legends in the world of mixed martial arts as well as professional wrestling. So make sure you don't miss out on your chance to meet and listen and hear from Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn. I'll be there live in the house as well for that one. So make sure once again, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Wrestlecade, November the 25th, Our friends at Heroes and Legends are bringing Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn. It doesn't get any bigger than that. So make sure to check out those dates and say hey to the guys at Heroes and Legends and myself while you're out there. Also, make sure to jump onto WrestleRumble.com. Their Extreme Rules contest is obviously over. I'm recording this, like I said, just a second ago on June the 7th. Extreme Rules is over. But... We have money in the bank right around the corner. I'll be there live in the house in St. Louis, Missouri for that show. Can't wait for that. Um, they can be followed, Rumble. that is. They can be followed on Twitter at WrestleRumble. And even when there's not contest going on, guys, you can get merchandise there. They have awesome t-shirts. And just stay up to date with what they're doing. Uh, the prizes are always great. I can't say enough great things about what they do over there. I mean, we have literally hundreds of of cash prizes available to us as fans just to predict professional wrestling. I mean, hundreds of dollars and prizes that are pretty damn valuable that are in the hundreds of dollars as well. I mean, the winner of the Extreme Rules Pick'em contest that just ended, that person got $500 cash and a choice of any belt they wanted off WWE Shop. I mean, that's a hell of a prize, and a lot of the time there is tickets involved, you know, free tickets to major shows. And uh, the guys from WrestleRumble actually told me a little bit about their upcoming contest and some prizes they have planned for that. And I'm telling you right now, you do not want to miss out. So if you're a fan like me who likes to talk about this stuff and have friends over for shows and, you know, you really get into it and you really kind of fantasy book in your own mind or maybe out loud to other people, WrestleRumble.com is for you because you can win money and awesome prizes just for predicting professional wrestling guys and last but absolutely not least shout out to Williamson Brothers Barbecue I have been eating the hell out of their products I have so much sauce in my place I don't know what to do with it and it's a good problem to have guys because I'm willing to give it to you for free. So if you want to try it, let me know. Just hit me up on Twitter at fighttalk underscore or find me on my Facebook group at Fight Talk Podcast. You could also uh, just hit me up on uh, really anywhere. If you have my direct number for whatever reason, shoot me a text message and say, I want to try the Willie Bro sauce and I'll get some out to you for free just so you can try it. That's how much I love it. It's all natural. I can't, I can't say it. It's all natural. It is gluten-free. It is delicious. You can find it in Whole Foods. You can find it in Publix. They're in like 2,000 locations across the Southeast region. But jump on willybros.com because they'll ship it anywhere for you. And if they won't ship it to you, I will. I'm making that promise. I'm that confident in Willie Bros. I mean, they'll get it to you. Don't get me wrong. They'll definitely get it to you. But if for some reason they can't, I'll make sure that I make it happen on, on their behalf. Love the people over there. It's a family-run business. Uh, they buy local Uh, very often I mean they help their own community out so once again shout out to Williamson Brothers barbecue and I definitely don't want to forget there's a major contest coming very soon it's going to involve some prizes from all of my clients all my clients all my sponsors the client side that's that's my day job coming out while I'm talking right there guys that's that's some real insider stuff for you Um, (laughs) courtesy of all of my sponsors here on the show so there's a big prize pack coming I think I'm going to do it for Great Balls of Fire and there's going to be some t-shirts some tank tops uh, some really great stuff, some giveaways from WrestleRumble.com, some free entries we're going to have a bunch of barbecue sauce for you so really really great stuff coming for all you guys and it's just a thank you from me to all of you for supporting the Fight Talk Podcast so with that all being said let's get into this list of my current top 20 WWE prospects who have never won the Universal or WWE Championship. All right, guys, I'm back. So I was really looking forward to doing this episode. Uh, I'm gonna do a very, very, very quick rundown of my top 20 from three years ago. And it's three years to the date, like I said, June the 7th. And you'll hear it June the 7th. This will be available uh, tonight. So, my top 23 years ago, just 20 all the way down to number one Drew McIntyre, Tyler Breeze, Damian Sandow, Evan Bourne, Kalisto, Curtis Axel, Ryback, Corey Graves, Dolph Ziggler, Bad News Barrett, Adrian Neville, Cody Rhodes, Bo Dallas, Luke Harper, Sami Zayn. Seth Rollins, Cesaro, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Bray Wyatt. And of those, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins have all won the WWE Championship or Universal Title. And of these, of these listed, I mean, Sandow, Evan Bourne, Ryback, Bad News Barrett, and Cody Rhodes are no longer with the company. Corey Graves has since. Uh, been forced into retirement, but doing a great, great job as a part of their commentary team. And there's some names on here. Like I said, just check out the previous list if you want to hear some more in in detail. And that was recorded, like I said, three years ago. So you get my honest thoughts on, on it real time. So I'm not going to talk too much more about this old list. Let's get into the brand new list. They all just made the list. I'm going to start off right now with five honorable mentions and just keep in mind when making this list, like obviously guys like uh, like Finn Balor and Kevin Owens uh, have come into the company since the last list and they've actually won the universal or WWE championship. And there's, there's a lot of guys that you can attribute uh, or kind of classify rather in that same category with those guys. So keep that in mind while I'm going down this list, the five honorable mentions in no particular order, Chad Gable, Johnny Gargano, Rusev, Roderick Strong, and Kalisto, who was actually number 16 on my list three years ago. So that's pretty interesting, right? Uh, Kalisto has moved down, but he's still there. And there's a lot of guys, or a handful of guys, I should say, that were on the list before that are gonna be nowhere to be found on this list because um, I was very wrong and things did not work out quite as well as I had hoped for him, at least not up to this point. Um, I'm not going to get too into detail of, of the guys I just mentioned on the honorable mentions, but you know Chad Gable is probably a pretty alarming, eye-opening one for a lot of people. I think he has a lot of potential. I really do. Uh, his size won't be so much of an issue in this new era. You know, pun I guess kind of intended. As I say that, but in this new era, I mean, Chad Gable is going to fit in great, but they've really, really dropped the ball with American Alpha so far. I think Johnny Gargano is going to be great. He's incredibly solid in the ring, and he's going to have a very bright future. Rusev we've seen pushed in the past, but uh, we don't know where things are going. He was supposed to be involved in Money in the Bank uh, the the championship match, I believe. I mean, they were teasing it. He was talking about it on screen, and I don't know what's going on with that. And just keep in mind, I mean, this is kind of crazy to think about. When we hit that last list, Daniel Bryan was the WWE champion. So that was right around the time that WrestleMania 30 had happened. So I, I don't know why that just came to mind, but just, just kind of p- to put that into perspective... Um, But so we don't know what's going on with Rusev on SmackDown. Roderick Strong is incredibly good in the ring, and as long as he stays healthy, he has a bright future. Like I said, Kalisto is number 16. He still is that next Rey Mysterio, in my opinion, so uh, we'll see where it goes. Now, the official top 20 list. Starts off with number 20, Cien Almas. He reminds me a lot of Alberto Del Rio, but... He, I think he's better than Del Rio, in my honest opinion. I really think that he has a very, very bright future. He's still a relatively young guy. He has experience worldwide. He was really good in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, you know, I really think that they could use him in the future. And I think because of his Hispanic um, heritage, I think that he's he's going to be given, I shouldn't say given, but he's going to be afforded opportunities Uh, Because of his race that I don't have problems with because that you always need a diverse a very diverse roster And especially because of how worldwide the WWE is right? I mean, they're all over the place and you definitely want Hispanic presence because they have a large large fan base I mean, it should be mentioned Jinder Mahal wasn't on my list three years ago, and he's the current WWE Champion. I'm not saying that's 100% because of his background, but it it helps that you know the WWE Network is brand new in India, and there's a ton of people over there. There's a lot of Hispanics out there, and Sien Almas is the best Hispanic worker that I'm seeing right now, and, it, and he's a great worker regardless of his race. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic, fantastic performer. but. I think that he's going to be fast tracked, in in some way, shape, or form, because of it. Because they're missing, you know, there's no more Rey Mysterio, there's no more Alberto Del Rio, uh, Kalisto just is a very, very different type of character in the company than Almas. So I, I see a very bright future for Almas, and I'm all for it. I, I'm very entertained by the guy. Number 19, Eric Young. The only thing really holding him back is his age, in my opinion. Uh, he's been around a long time. He's a Nashville guy, just like I am. So, you know, big shout out, GoPreds. Stanley Cup finals going on right now. Uh, but Eric Young is a solid performer. I think sanity is a really good thing. I like seeing him leading that group. And he's going to really help uh, mold Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane because they're both a little green, but they're going to get some really good guidance with Eric Young. Same with Nikki Cross, of course. And I like Eric Young on this list because. I mean, who knows where that Sanity group is going to go. I mean, they might make it onto the main roster as a unit, and the WWE could use something like that. And even if not NXT, he's still looking good there. So, you know, shout out to Eric Young and the Nashville Predators. So <laughs> Eric Young is my number 19. Number 18, I have Austin Aries. And people are probably listening to this going, you are nuts. Uh, but here's the thing. I've been an Austin Aries fan since he was in Ring of Honor. I remember him beating Samoa Joe for the championship with a 450 splash. I mean, the guy is very, very good in the ring, and we've seen it time and time again with his work in NXT and his time in 205 Live in the cruiserweight division. He just hasn't been given that win over Neville. But I think Aries is a guy who could wrestle as a quote-unquote heavyweight or cruiserweight, and I think he's going to do much bigger things outside of the cruiserweight division when they move him out of it. So. With that being said, you know, Austin Aries is my number 19, and he's great on the mic, by the way. He's got a good gimmick. I think there's still a lot of hope for Austin Aries. Number 17 is Luke Harper, who was number 7 on my list three years ago. Uh, For the same kind of reasons I said three years ago. I mean, he's got great size, he's great in the ring, and he has that background with the Wyatt family. He's an immediate threat to a championship. All you have to do is give him a push. And, I mean, he flies around like a little guy uh, if he wants to. And, you know, Luke Harper is great. I think that he should, at this point, at this point, honestly, I don't think he should be on this list because I think he should have been the WWE or Universal Champion at some time within the last three years. But we haven't gotten it yet, and that puts Luke Harper at number 17. Uh, Number 16, we have Aleister Black. He's pretty new, Uh, he's in NXT, but he's he's got a very good look it's a unique look it's kind of like that Corey graves type type look that i talk about in the in the list from three years ago i mean i think they're kind of looking for that cm punk type replacement kind of the uh kind of the outsider uh kind of mysterious guy tattoos you know and black is a very entertaining guy i think that alistair black has a really bright future and i like that he has you know like the mma background his kicks are very crisp uh, his striking looks good. He has a good gimmick, a good look, good theme song, good entrance. I mean, he's got it all. And if the uh, if the WWE, I mean, they, he's he's a guy from the UK as well. So I mean, with as big as they were becoming in the UK, you definitely want UK presence on all of your shows. And you know, they're starting their own UK television show soon. So we're gonna have them there. We're gonna have some UK guys on NXT. We're gonna have some UK guys kind of all over the place. And that's a very good thing because there's a lot of great workers from over there. So um, similar to the Hispanic uh, scene that I was talking about with Cien Almas. I mean, there's so much damn talent all over the world right now. And it's so great to be able to see it all being shown to such a wide audience. Uh, and Alistair Black, I mean, I think the sky's the limit for him. He'd probably be higher up on this list, uh, closer to number one. Uh, not number one, but you know, closer to number one. Uh, if I had more data as far as, you know, if he had done more in NXT so I can get more of a feel for, like, where their head is at with him. But uh, it's still pretty new, and Aleister Black is number 16. Number 15 is Baron Corbin. He's a guy that he's already, you know, in the world title mix on SmackDown. He's been the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. Uh, You know, he's got good size. He's athletic. uh, He's got that NFL background and I like his gimmick I like the fact that he openly talks about how he's not a wrestling fan he's not here to entertain people he's here to win championships and make money and he's a believable guy in that aspect the one thing that I think he needs improvement on I still think he sounds a little uh, I don't know what the right word is uh, on the microphone he, just, he comes across like he's reading something to me pretty often but I mean, that's kind of nitpicking. I, he doesn't have to be great in the ring for the, the particular gimmick that he has. And that'd be very easy to overcome with a mouthpiece, like a Paul Heyman type person or a Jim Cornette or somebody who could speak for him. Easy fix right there. But he doesn't necessarily need it. I just think he'd be better off with it. That's just me personally. And that's the same as the next guy I'm going to be talking about uh, here on this list. But number 15 is Baron Corbin. Number fourteen. Oh, and by the way, with Baron Corbin, I could see him win, winning the championship very soon, possibly, and he is a front runner right now in who I think could potentially win Money in the Bank, um, the the briefcase going forward. So, uh, once again, fifteen, Baron Corbin, number fourteen. We have Tommaso Ciampa. I loved his heel turn on Johnny Gargano in NXT. It's a giant bummer that he is injured and he's going to be off TV for a while now with an injured. I believe it was a torn ACL. He really messed his leg up his knee his ankle he's he's in rough shape uh but he will be back and when he's back i think he'll be back with a vengeance i think him and Gargano will tear the house down whenever they inevitably feud i think that he's gonna run rough shot over guys on nxt and possibly even 205 live or the quote-unquote main roster champa has a great look in my opinion. I've always said of the two between Champa and Gargano, I saw a bigger star in Champa. That's just me personally, and I'm usually in the minority there uh, when I talk to people. It's usually the other way around. Although both guys are very good for very different reasons, and that's what made him such a great tag team. DIY was was great cuz both guys were so different, but at the same time so similar if that makes sense. So Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, I see a very bright future for, and I love the fact that he's now a heel. So number 14, Tommaso Ciampa. Number 13 is Big Cass. Size and athleticism alone, WWE loves Big Cass, I guarantee it. Uh, I think Enzo is better off as a mouthpiece for Cass at this point than having them tag-team, but regardless of what they're going to do, I think Big Cass is going to be pushed as a main eventer at some point probably fairly soon in in the future we saw him competing for the universal title back when the brand split initially happened and enzo got hurt when he was wrestling the vaude villains and big cash showed a lot in that time frame and i think that's really what sparked my thinking there's like wow okay with enzo not around big cash really shined and he's got a lot of size on him i mean he's a big dude uh you know and he's a young guy too so i mean there's a lot of years on him still left to be had and you know he's got the kind of look WWE really likes he has the athletic ability WWE really likes he seems to be very coachable and very teachable he seems to have a great attitude uh, so number 13 is big Cass. number 12 is neville who i referred to as adrian neville three years ago when he was ranked number 10 just drops down two spots uh just kind of circumstantial Neville has been a great cruiserweight champion. He has lifted that division higher than it has really been seen since the Cruiserweight Classic Tournament. Uh, He's beaten Austin Aries multiple times now. He's established himself as the absolute number one king of the cruiserweights. The real test is going to be what happens if and when he leaves the cruiserweight division at some point and mixes it up with the quote-unquote main roster. But I think considering the new era guys... Are on the smaller side in comparison to you know his the historical athlete in the WWE I think Neville's gonna be used better now than he ever has been and I see a very bright future for Neville the guy's phenomenal I mean he's phenomenal on the ring his mic skills have gotten a lot better since that last list they really have uh, still a little hard to understand but hey, that's the uh, the international flair, the international spice and style of the WWE. I mean, I like that. It's the same kind of thing with the UFC for me. I like the diversity and I like the fact that, you know, as much as Shinsuke Nakamura should probably use a manager to, to speak for him, I do like hearing the different accents and the different languages and, and I mean, I, I really enjoy that kind of stuff about, like I said, the WWE as well as the UFC. I mean, you see it in mixed martial arts even more so than pro wrestling. So, um you know big big future for Neville and I've got him at number twelve. Number eleven is Drew McIntyre, who is the only one on this list who actually moved up since the list three years ago. He was number 20. He's number eleven now. And what's crazy about that, right guys, is that he was he was gone. Uh he pretty much got fired like right after I made my previous list. Since then, went and reinvented himself. He's tearing it, or he was tearing it up on the Indies, and now he's back in the WWE. He's looking better than ever. He's looking like he's getting a big push uh, towards the NXT Championship, or at least a NXT Championship match, uh, very soon against, you know, I'd imagine Bobby Roode. McIntyre's got the size that the WWE likes. I like once again with like the accent and being, a, you know, a, a foreigner to someone for me you know, being American. You know, I like I like hearing the uh, the Scottish Irish, you know, all of those type of accents. You know, and McIntyre, it sounds really good on the mic in my opinion. I, I like hearing him speak, which is important. Uh, if if to be a WWE superstar, it really is, and his skills in the ring have improved greatly over the last few years. So, I'm looking forward to the future that Drew McIntyre has because now, more so than ever, I really see him. Kind of as the chosen one, and the pun is definitely intended there. So, number 11, once again, is Drew McIntyre. Number 10 is a guy who has taken a very long time to get here, and he's finally here. So, let's see what he does. It is Cassius Ono coming in at number 10. Oh, let's see what happens guys. I mean, he initially I was gonna put him way farther up uh, closer to 20 But the more I thought about it the more I thought I mean with the guys currently in the WWE I mean he's worked with pretty much all of them if not all of them and It would be very very easy to plug him in on the uh, on the main roster uh, as well as obviously he's on NXT right now and They haven't really given him quite the push. I was expecting the crowd hasn't reacted to him quite how I was expecting him to but He's gonna. I mean, he's already over. Don't get me wrong, but he'll get more over with a little more time, and we'll see what happens. But I'm pretty. Uh, I'm looking pretty positive on this. I. Th- and the only thing holding Ono back, similar to guys like uh, that I mentioned before, like Eric Young, for instance. I mean, Ono has a lot of years on him. He's been around for a long time. Um, I've been watching him since. Jeez. I mean, I probably heard about him first, and maybe in Ring of Honor. It might have even been before that, just through the internet scene, but. He's been around forever, and this is his time to shine. So number 10 is Cassius Ono. Number 9 is Sami Zayn, who was on the list before at number 6. Pretty self-explanatory. You know, Sami Zayn, he's great in the ring. He's probably the best person at selling moves in the whole company, maybe in the entire world. Uh, Zayn is a very, very solid performer, and the crowd is definitely behind him. And I think they're going to get more and more behind him as long as he's booked correctly. Uh, puts on great matches, especially against other great talent, and you know I probably probably could speak on it even better three years ago, to be honest. Uh, when I when I was talking about him, but it's just one of those things. I mean, I think anyone listening to this understands what I'm saying. I mean, he's a he's a great hand. I don't know if he'll ever be the WWE champion, and if he is, I think it's going to be more of like a Brian Danielson or let's or just say Daniel Bryan. Uh, type scenario like that that underdog you know getting his chance but the fans need to get really really behind him for that to happen and I think they're on their way so uh, number nine I've got Sami Zayn number eight is Cesaro who was on the list last uh three years ago at number four so uh, moved down a few spots but he's still up there in the top 10 Uh, same with Sami Zayn who I just spoke of both still in the top 10 and you know Cesaro is doing really great stuff with Sheamus. I think they're a very, very solid tag team. I think that Cesaro still has plenty of years left, even though he does have a lot of years on him. He stays healthy, he stays in shape. Uh, he does a lot of things to make sure his body maintains. And, you know, he's still, I believe, I, this, I honestly believe this, I honestly believe he still has some really great singles runs left in his career. And I would not be surprised at all because all it takes is the right circumstances. And Cesaro could be a major player on either Raw or SmackDown. And I really think that before it's all said and done, we'll see him holding the main championship. So, number eight is Cesaro. Number seven, Hideo Itami. I mean, man, we're finally getting to see Kenta. I mean, we're finally getting to see it. Guys, Itami has been kind of a a prisoner of his own uh, circumstance as far as... Just injuries. The only thing that's held the Tommy back since he's been in the WWE system in NXT is injuries, and now he looks to be healthy. I hope I'm not jinxing this, but Hideo Tommy is great in the ring. I mean, we saw Nakamura get over immediately, and Tommy is every bit as good as Nakamura in my opinion, as far as in-ring work is concerned. I love his go-to-sleep. He's the originator of the move, and if you didn't know somehow, you've gotten to this point in your life, and you're listening to this podcast, you don't know. Atami is the one who created the go-to-sleep finishing move. Uh, CM Punk obviously popularized it in the WWE to the casual audience especially, but Atami is great, and he's, uh, I guess, spoiler alert, depending on when you listen to this, but Hideo Atami is turning heel, and he'll be wrestling Cassius Ono it looks like, uh, at an upcoming show, so... I'm very much looking forward to that. I think that's a very fresh thing for them to do. I think it's great. Uh, I think Atami has still a very, very, very bright future in the WWE, and number seven is Hideo Atami. Number six, we got Tyler Bate, and this was a tough one because he was hard not to put even closer to number one. Uh, if I do this list like a year from now and he still hasn't won like the WWE Championship or something like that, because he might not even be on one of these shows where he can even win it. He'll probably be even closer to the number one, to be honest. Uh, He's only 20 years old. He was the UK champion, which is very similar, but it it is not the same, of course, as being the WWE or Universal champion. Tyler Bate is awesome in the ring. He's just, he's amazing. Uh, He has great charisma. He has a great gimmick. Uh, I mean, the sky is literally the the limit for him. I mean, He's the kind of guy that they could they could make into a John Cena-type superstar, I really believe, because they have so much time. If he stays healthy, my gosh, the amount of potential in Tyler Bate is unreal. And he's a big reason why the UK roster is getting as much attention as it is right now. So Tyler Bate, I mean, keep your eyes out for him. I, he could very well be the future of the entire business. And... Like I said, with his age and his skill set, his athletic ability, I mean, he seems to have a great head on his shoulders, seems to be a very polite kid. Sky is literally the limit for Tyler Bate, who is number six on this list. Number five, another guy who it took a very, very long time to get here, and now he's here. Let's see what happens. Uh, I'm recording this. He's the current number one contender for Brock Lesnar's Universal Championship, so I mean, hey, you could hypothetically be holding this thing by the time you guys even listen to this, depending on when you listen to it, but Samoa Joe is number five on this list. Uh, what else can you say? Uh, very similar to Cassius Sono, He's been around for an incredibly long amount of time. He has a lot of miles, a lot of years on him, but he was a bona fide superstar and champion in Ring of Honor, in TNA Wrestling, and NXT. So why not the WWE also? There's nothing stopping Joe. His age is the only thing I see being any kind of problem or factor in any of this with his uh, with his career going forward. But the time is now to do Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar, and they're doing it right. The WWE creative got it right on this one. Now, what happens in that match between the two? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I'll make a, an official prediction on that one a little bit closer to when we get to uh, to their matchup at Great Balls of Fire. But... I'm really, really happy to see what they're doing with Samoa Joe and the push that he's gotten so far since being on the main roster and all the great things he did in NXT before this. So number five on this list is Samoa Joe. Number four is Pete Dunne, the current UK champion. This guy is money. I mean, what else can you say? Amazing gimmick. Very, very, very good in the ring uh super unlikable as a heel but as a baby because i know him outside the WWE a little bit as well he couldn't be a nicer guy and just the way that he i mean he he's a, he's a great baby face as well to be honest but he's a perfect heel and i don't say that uh that shouldn't be taken lightly i mean he is a perfect heel and i love his finish i love that uh bitter end finisher he does i love the. i mean he does such good things in the ring and the crowd loves to hate him the, very very much like tyler Bate. the sky is the absolute limit for pete dunn and he's a guy who i think is going to be so much bigger than this uk brand i think it's great that he's the champion right now especially with the show starting soon he'll be the, the first champion people really recognize um i mean obviously tyler Bate held the title and people won't forget that But it's similar to like Neville being the NXT champion when the show started on the network. Uh, It was technically Bo Dallas, but you guys know what I mean. Uh, Neville won it from Dallas on the first TakeOver show, and it's all been uh, all history since then. But Pete Dunne will be looked at in the same way, I think, with the UK uh, roster and with the UK show. But I think he's going to transcend big time onto either NXT, Raw, or SmackDown, or even 205 Live, wherever they want to put him he's gonna shine I mean he's a guy that I'm I'm praying to God to the WWE creative teams please do not mess it up what you have here with Pete Dunne because he is a special special talent and he is number four on my list number three Shinsuke Nakamura Uh, I've said it a few times about a few other people on this show uh, on this list even uh, what more can you really say? If you've seen the guy wrestle, I mean, I've been a fan of him since New Japan. I subscribe to New Japan World and pay like 10 bucks a month for it every single month. And I still do to this day and I keep up with it and I'm a major fan. And the reason I started paying for it was because I had to see what was going on with the Shinsuke Nakamura guy because I knew a little bit about him. I knew about him back in the early 2000s and then I saw him again a few years later and I was like, this is a completely different guy. The King of Strong Style gimmick is perfect for him. I hope they don't kind of ruin him with like this whole like the artist and uh, what else are they calling him? It's like they haven't really been referring to him on the main roster as like the king of strong style. He's the artist or the rock star, you know, whatever. He's the king of strong style. He's Shinsuke Nakamura. He has lethal kicks and knees. His striking is on point and precise. That's all people need to know. If you go in the ring with Shinsuke Nakamura, he's going to kick your head off. That's what you need to know. So that's all they really need to do, in my opinion. Uh, let him do that. They're pushing him very strong already. He got a clean win over Dolph Ziggler in his pay-per-view debut. He got a clean win over Kevin Owens last night on SmackDown. The Kinshasa is being protected and it looks devastating. He's great in the ring and he's, he's good on the mic for a guy with limited English ability. I mean, all, clearly Japanese is his number one language. And that's very, very big for the markets over there in Asia, though. So I think that Nakamura will be the WWE or Universal Champion sometime within the next year or so, uh, possibly before that. And I said it years ago, before he was ever signed to the WWE. I said when he was still in New Japan, I said if the WWE ever signs Shinsuke, and I don't know if I have to go through NXT or whatever it is, within two years of being on the main roster... He will win the WWE Championship, is what I said. And we'll see what happens. Uh, So, number three on this list is Shinsuke Nakamura. (coughs) Alright, excuse me. Number two, Braun Strowman. The guy is a legitimate monster. He is the future of all giants in the WWE. He's the the, uh, successor to the big show, in my opinion. And if, if they do this properly... I mean, he's a young guy and he's learning so fast. I mean, Braun Strowman only had like 8 to 10 matches or something total when he debuted with the Wyatt Family on on Raw when he came up onto the main roster. He's learning very quickly and apparently he's a good listener. He's a guy that people get along with. I've heard him in podcasts outside of the WWE. Seems like a really good dude, just like a he's a simple country boy who's strong as hell. And he's doing great, great things. I think if they, if he is booked correctly, he has a very long run of being the top big guy in the entire industry. I do not say that lightly. In the entire industry. And I can see him potentially being a guy who beats Brock, the Brock Lesnar clean. He could very well do it. And the fact that I'm even considering that that's a possibility says volumes about what I think about Braun Strowman. I mean, the man can kip up, people. He's gigantic and he does a kip up. I mean, I know, I know that sounds silly, but just think about that. Have you ever seen The Big Show do a kip up? Yeah, I know back in the day he could do like moonsaults off the ropes and drop kicks and stuff, but he was also smaller, I believe. He isn't as tall. He was taller than Strowman, but I believe Strowman is much bigger size-wise than The Big Show was um, when he was in WCW. I could be wrong about that, but. Hey, that all being said, I'm not here to compare Braun Strowman and Big Show. I'm just saying that Braun Strowman is the future giant of the industry. So Braun Strowman is number two. Number one, it's a glorious number one. I think number one, the number one prospect in all of WWE and the entire system who has not won the WWE or Universal Champion is the current NXT Champion, the glorious Bobby Roode. I hope he has a long reign as champion in NXT, and if he doesn't, I hope it's because he's coming right up to the main roster faster than expected. His entrance, his theme song especially, is potentially the best theme song in the history of the WWE. His entrances are amazing. His in-ring work is incredibly solid. He has a Ric Flair-type gimmick. He takes little pieces from people from the past, and he incorporates it into this really great... Almost like a throwback type gimmick. Like, he reminds me so much of Ric Flair and a lot of the things that he does, and I have no problem with that. I think that pro wrestling is missing a character like that, and Bobby Roode is filling that void for us. So, Bobby Roode, I mean, I believe that, I don't know 100%, but I think his next feud will be Drew McIntyre. I think it's going to be very telling what's going to happen in the future for Roode after the match with McIntyre. We're going to see where that all goes. And I could be wrong about that. That's just a hunch that I have. But I think that Bobby Roode is the number one prospect in all of WWE right now. And that's just absolutely glorious. That's the list, guys. The new top 20 recorded on June the 7th, 2017. Exactly three years to the day from the first list I put out back in 2014. Thank you guys very much for listening to Fight Talk. I love doing episodes like this. It's something a little bit different. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Please follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. Please check me out on Facebook at Fight Talk Podcast, all one word, or just search Fight Talk, and it should come up pretty easily. Follow me on Podomatic, and please subscribe on iTunes. Please rate and comment on iTunes as well. It helps the podcast out a lot. It really does. I I know I say it all the time, but it is the truth. Um, Also, just Google Fight Talk Podcast. There's other ways to find me now too, so shouldn't be too hard to find the Fight Talk Podcast. If you want to find Fight Talk podcast merchandise, please check out whatamaneuver.net. That is whatamaneuver.net. They have t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, anything you can think of, uh, all sizes, all age groups, male, female, hell. If you if you identify as a computer screen because that's what I'm looking at. We got it for you. We got everything you can think of. You don't don't care what you identify as, man, woman, whatever. Hey, it's 2017, you can be whatever you want. And if you want a t-shirt or a hoodie or a tank top, I'll make sure you get one. If there's a color you want you don't see, just let me know and I can make that happen too. Um, Once again, keep in mind and keep your eyes out for this major, major, major Fight Talk podcast uh, contest I'm going to be running with all the sponsors that I'm going to mention right now. So special thanks to WrestleRumble.com, Heroes and Legends, Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing and Williamson Brothers Barbecue and keep your eyes and ears open for the contest coming soon. It'll be probably for Great Balls of Fire, but just stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of great stuff given away just for supporting the Fight Talk podcast. So thank you very much for listening, and I will be back soon.